if you wanted to do this, and I'm sure he said he would, you know, only do it if he agreed to do something. Bring him out there, set him up, and then slime him. <laughs> do like Nickelodeon slime. Yeah, yeah just slime him. <laughs> and have someone throw a whipped cream pie in his face. <laughs> Gotcha. Pull his pants down. Let's clown him, all right? That at least make us feel a little better, right? I would have loved that. I'd be like, this is great juvenile humor. <laughs> right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> Welcome to the Parlor Listeners. This is Two in a Bottle. I'm Brandon Harrison, chilling with my co-captain, co-pilot, and co-television enthusiast, Deej Dollars. What are you watching right now, man? Um, like in terms of new shit, new shit, old shit, classic shit. It's been a big weekend for television, so we had to go to the aficionado of classy, cool, you know, smooth type stuff. Um, as of lately, um, I really just go by internet recommendations. Okay, you know, uh, but uh, finally, I just picked up on the Deuce HBO show. Okay, um, it's about the origins of the porn industry in New York City. Oh, fire. On 42nd Street when it used to be a grungy uh, haven for all vices. West Side. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, before I got taken over by corporate interest, Toys R Us, now going bankrupt. And Disney. Sad. What's Jeffrey going to do? Going to porn? Who, me? Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey? Yeah, Draft porn? <laughs> Draft porn. Oh, what's, what's this shit called? Um... What is that? Oh, bestiality? Yeah, bestiality. I don't know. Is Jeffrey a boy or a girl? It's a boy, right? Jeffrey. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's 2017. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to assume any giraffe genders out here, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Stay in the pocket. Between that, um, this other HBO show called Vice Principals just came out. Came back out in the second season. Yeah, yeah. With Walton Goggins and Danny McBride. Right, right. Yeah, it's a pretty funny show. Very uh, profane. Um, so that's like just new stuff, right? Game of Thrones finished a little while ago. Um, because I mean, personally, I'm lost. Um, you know, my summer television, Game of Thrones, Insecure, uh, Power, which is like, now I'm moving back. It's getting cold, and I'm like, dang, I'm gonna be home more. Yeah, and I just, I don't, I don't have it. I mean, I, if you're like me, your your Netflix queue is just. It was like Mount Everest right now. So <laughs> it's insurmountable. Yeah, so I just I I'm trying to chip away at it while also being a productive human being. And nowadays it's very easy not to do that. But in that realm, I still wanna watch Ozarks. You watch that yet? I'm on episode two. Is it lit? I keep it I mean Is it Emmy worthy? Here's the thing with Ozark. It's a good show from what I've seen one and a half episodes in because I didn't really watch the second one, but it was on. Mm-hmm. It's very proficient. Hold on, what do you mean by it was on? Like this is Netflix. Like you have to, did it just automatically play after the first episode? Nah, I put it on, but then I was just like, I don't know what I was doing. I was just like eating chips or something. It just <laughs> right. washed over me. Yeah, because the sensation of watching on demand television is, is different than just flipping through channels and you just catch up with some shit. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I got yeah. you. It's funny. I, like I just got access to cable too, and it's something I just be yearning for that. Just like, oh, I want to just. It's a good leisurely activity. I just want to look at a Shark Tank for two hours. <laughs> 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 just like, well, you know, I don't know who the first person to think about this, but just syndicated. Uh, non-episodic stuff. It's like, oh, it's just you know, you come back. It's always the same. 
and I feel comfortable. And just like, man, maybe it's an age thing. But like Ozark, good show. Very in the pocket. It's all the points. It's just like an exercise in well-made television. So it just has not just jumped out at me yet. Like I'm at the point where I would rather watch, I don't know, some kids drawing crayons <laughs> and like just like oh wow this is some new interesting take on oh okay I got you yeah it's just like all right it's, it's not a crime novel. it's a crime drama no it's not novel at all it's a crime drama you have an overwhelmed person and you know pulled into the game yeah, it's, it's just like like Bloodline kind of you watch uh, Bloodline no, no oh I only watch like I see a few it on episodes, there but yeah it happens you you open up Netflix you're like oh I'm a, I'm a I'm gonna say that and you get there and it starts moving more and more and more off yeah. to the right and then you next thing you know. The the image on the picture changed. I said, "You know, it's too late." That <laughs> <laughs> um, I think because everything is at least not everything, but most productions now are like a B minus at worst, right? Or Which is failing, C, or maybe C plus. A B minus is failing. Oh, well, in just in today's atmosphere, no, and in, in how you feel inside. Oh, yeah. You get a B minus, like, damn, I really failed, but <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. They didn't want to deal with me anymore. <laughs> Oh, you talking like grad grad school level? No, just, right? no just, just even even undergrad. B minus is like, you know, if you got a B, that means you did good. A B minus means you didn't do good. <laughs> Shit! By the time I was getting ready to graduate, I was taking whatever the fuck they were giving out. Like, yo, exactly, exactly, exactly. It's just like you know, we just you know, fine, 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 fine. fine. <laughs> Take this, fine. B minus, okay, All right. Oh, but I did forget one. Um, I just finished last uh, season three of Narcos, which was lit. See, you finished that. Like, I keep looking at it. I'm like, oh, new dudes with beards, fire, people getting shot, yeah. drogas, all that. Drogas. Narcotraficantes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So, before we get to our actual topic on television, I don't want to linger too much for you guys. What is, no, I'm sorry. Is there still plot though, Plomo? Is that gone? Because I don't know if I can... That phrase, no. It's gone. And I don't think any of the uh, Cali Cartel uh, Godfather... Actually, that may not be... Well, no, it is true. The four Godfathers, they... No individual person has the same charisma that uh, Escobar had in, in, the, right. in the actor that played Escobar. So um, it's a step down in that manner. But the plot is still compelling. It was a good. It was a good watch. It was. It was definitely a very modern Netflix type of watch. Like you could just watch it really quickly, and it's like, okay, I enjoyed it. It's definitely. It was leaning on my man uh, Oberyn Martell, right? Like, <laughs> he's the new star. Yeah, was that really Oberyn? I forgot about that. Yeah, man, he's popping. He's in Kingsman. He's, yeah, he's, no, he's, I mean, he's on fire right now. Review coming soon. I'm going to see that. Shit. Yeah, I'm trying to say it's fire. I forgot his name was Oberyn. Damn. Nah, but it was good. It was dope. All right. It was dope. Yeah. Uh, memorable characters, Pacho in particular. Okay. At least to me. Uh, but yeah. What Nothing what? Emmy worthy. I wouldn't say so. I mean, it was, wasn't outstanding in any particular way. It was just well done. Like I said, everything that starts at a B minus. This one may have been a B, B plus. Because you know, uh, Netflix couldn't, you know, wrangle any of those gold orb. People angel, old, angel tro- holding up the orb <laughs> trophies. They couldn't. They can't wrangle it. Couldn't pull it in. I thought they won for Lena Waite won it for were writing on uh, Master of None, though. Right, right. She won. Oh, she won. <laughs> we're talking about. I mean, the programs because you know Hulu beat him Wait. to the chase. Was it Hulu beat him to the chase? 
Oh, but what Handmaid's Tale? Yeah, right. For streaming to get that best original drama series, Hulu. Does this shit really? Did that really matter? Slid in there like ah. I think it was a good ah! way to Galvin. <laughs> I think that's what they were yelling on the show. I think it was just a way for them to galvanize their shareholders and employees, just something to brag about, like to be yeah. the first streaming company. But I mean, you put that in the trades, it comes out the next day, just a big ad. It says, thanks to everyone who worked on the handmade sale, the first, you know. So you worked around Hollywood. How was it around this time of year, Emmy season, Oscar season? Anything notable? Anything that you remember? In terms of what? People buzzing about it? People buzzing, um, lobbying for win like you know to win emmy votes or... okay it's more prevalent around oscar season but because right. there's just emmys are just like this it's some <laughs> it's almost like it's not quite grammys but like you know i mean but you know it's mad Emmys it. might be the new oscars low-key yes yes but and you know like nicole kimmon got an emmy like mm-hmm. you know you think about like who was there everybody was there but i was watching the, the actual broadcast but it it's over the summer the build-up to it so people are just not paying as much attention just off rip but people care. There's ads that are put out. Basically, the trades come out. Hollywood Reporter, Variety, always mad ads mm-hmm. for whoever you know is proposing. Oh, you know, consider blah 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 for your Emmy consideration. And then in New York, but also way more in LA, there's a lot of like meetings and up like sort of like upfront Paley Center things with different you know organizations. Like consider for Emmy consideration. So it gets it's a little spicy. The screeners around, but it's it's weird with this whole. Hulu, Netflix, Amazon culture, because it's definitely like the new kids on the block versus the, the establishment. Know, the establishment, and yeah. then but the new kids are like slapping the shit out of the establishment, <laughs> <laughs> and the establishment is probably trying to be a bit more like the new kids. Yeah, I mean, this is us. It was like apparently fire, like just you just take out your your tissues and start weeping when you start watching. Apparently, it. yeah. So that definitely came up, and Sterling K. Brown, hot. Two and a half year run, <laughs> oh, and like I was talking about Oberyn, but you know he's on fire. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, uh, I mean, with, um, Insecure uh, season two, he was in it. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wore a lot of purple. Got curved. Yeah, we wore mad purple. I don't. Why have you had him? Yeah, like, that's gonna be in the, the show notes. It's like you know we wanted to put him all in purple because it, it showed like he was royalty. <laughs> oh, sure. Show like that. You would know. Uh, yeah, and um, American what American Crime Story was that the name that they called it the OJ show OJ yeah we played damn I forgot the Chris Darden name. Chris Darden yeah yeah he was mad shook like he always seemed like he was about to explode yeah I was, was like he, yeah he was he was definitely had a lot of presence yeah. so from that to This Is Us which apparently is Weep Fest but ABC broadcast television Tuesdays of, at nine you know a lot of households yeah so. I think it's good that it's a good mix because I try to give broadcast some love just because like, all right, I don't want to binge everything. I just want to come visit once in a while, come back. So it's interesting, interesting to see that. Um, but I would say that it was not some controversy, but a little, uh, got a little testy. Spicy. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely got a, a bit spicy at uh, the Emmys because Stephen Colbert is a host. Right. Yeah. I guess I guess the most popping late night host at the current moment in time. Um the mm. the the mm. the crop of late night hosts purportedly is pretty good. Right. Um but I think yeah, Colbert he has he he's on a wave. I mean so, him him Kimmel and what's the other one? Cor- Corbin? 
So James Corden is like Corden, my bad. Yeah. I'm like he's like he has the carpool karaoke that Apple boy. He's like Blue I want to say he's like Kyrie. Like I just feel like he's he's like sexy in the moment. Everyone like loves like his game. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the best player. His offense. His offense is crazy. Oh, car- carpool karaoke. <laughs> but, I mean, his own show <laughs> just off one segment. Right. Singer dancer. You know, he's he's definitely killed it, especially on CBS, which you know. Actually, he's on CBS with Colbert. They're they're fire late night. Just thought about that. If I had cable, I would watch it. Well, if I had regular TV, I would watch it. You, you do because it's free. <laughs> oh yeah, I got, you got to get the thing though. Don't you got to get a, a, a bunny ears or something? Yeah. All right, that's a different combo. Yeah, but definitely, I remember definitely. you tried to tell me about this. Yeah, I mean it's free. Um, but it's funny. So that Colbert has sort of like moved to the top of the deck here, um, primarily because of you know his politics and whatnot. Yeah. You know, you have out of the big, I guess, broadcast three, him, Kimmel and uh, Fallon. You've got Kimmel sort of sardonic right in the pocket. He's like the Philip Rivers for me. Like, you know, maybe a little better than Phil. I feel like Phil is, is nice, though. Phil never nothing. won a ring, though. Can we give him? Kimmel never won a ring either. Oh, he's keeping honey. Oh, he's keep throwing for yards. All right. All right. Getting touchdowns, getting yards, getting some funny jokes. OK. But, you know, just not there at the right time. Mm-hmm. Came in a little late on the politics. He made a big, you know, thing about uh, health care. Son, yeah, yeah his, his son. So that was good. So his stock's up a little bit. Jimmy Fallon, the, the former king, fell off hard. Yeah, and after he, what he hugged Trump or something, <laughs> gave him a kiss, tossed his hair. Yeah, oh yeah, played with his hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he fell off tough. Game, you know, I get it. You know, mini games, fire. <laughs> I like Mario Party too. It was, it's, it's a good, it's a good ring to have. But sort of his style and demeanor. Uh, very, I think it's purposefully uh, juvenile. Would that be the, either him or the other guy from SNL. That's, a, that's a good word. What's his name? Seth Myers. Seth Myers, yeah. yeah. Both of them play like the Bart Simpson I kind of like Seth is, he's also political though in a way that. He's more political than not. Fallon, yeah. For yeah. Sure. yeah. And then Steve Colbert, I guess a year and a half, year, almost over, a little over a year. Over a year, yeah. Uh, swoops in. Maybe at the two-year rate, starts off slow. You know, has some little bumps and bruises. You know, Trump comes along, gives him the, the perpetual alley. <laughs> yeah, he was able to kind of re rekindle the the, the Colbert show, kind of kind of exactly, and, and just rose up in the first place for the while now recently in the ratings. So it's the Emmy gig, boom, boom. hosted, boom, boom. Goes on the Emmys, has some, you know, relatively good jokes, you know, humor, flat, but I'm still middle-aged white guy, so I'm safe. Boom. South Carolina. South Carolina. Boom. Boom. And then, at the end of his monologue, he decides to uh, make a joke about how this is the most watched Emmy ceremony of all time, but they can't be confirmed. <laughs> so we need somebody to confirm it for us. And he brings out round of applause, please. Drum roll, coming out. Spicy, it got spicy. Sean David Spicer. David? No, no, I just made that. <laughs> Aloysius. I feel like you said that. Like that's your go-to middle name. Aloysius? I feel yeah. like I've never said that. Maybe. Maybe. Something similar. Sean Spicer mm-hmm. comes out on stage. Former what? Press secretary. Former press secretary besmirched. Yes. Beleaguered? No, beleaguered was for Jeff Sessions. Remember, Trump <laughs> called him our beleaguered AG. I, I forgot he had his own adverb and shit now. Yeah. 
beleaguered. Everybody has their own Idiot. adjective. <laughs> Low energy. Um, yeah. All the different things he'd done. Spent, I don't know, I guess six to eight months. I don't know if it's that long. Actually, he's been gone for a little while now. Yeah, probably about six or seven months. Okay, six or seven months. Lying to us. <laughs> lying. Perpetually lying. <laughs> just lying over and over and over again. Being combative. Combatively lying. Yeah, being combative and just square. Like like, <laughs> like a box. Right. <laughs> and they bring him up stage to make this joke about the size of the crowd. Fine. Shock and awe. I understand. But I don't know if this was definitely the best uh, lane to do this sort of thing. Yeah, I think I, like most people, uh, have a lot of love and respect and appreciation for Colbert. And, it seemed, and from all accounts, this seemed to be like his personal decision or his, him and his writing team that felt like this would be amusing. And I guess that there could be an argument that we, as a general public or those of us that are uh, appalled by the current American crisis we're in, to feel like I guess in the criticism could be being overly serious about something that was intended to be a joke but I just felt like it was putting this person that's helping that helped do basically irreparable damage to the country um, on a pedestal for jokes or right. like and then and, and like there was no rehab it was like oh yeah he's up here for for jokes it's all funny haha games yeah based on this big massive the first thing that he did as press secretary was literally a massive lie like <laughs> and, literally and this was a first, joke about it yeah like yeah about the crowd size about it being the largest uh crowd of all time and it was nowhere close right so I, I, people apparently were shocked um, in the crowd. Yeah, they definitely were. There's a lot of gaping mouths open. But it was that same type of refrained, uh, too cultured to be radical in, in, in your reactions type of type Precisely. Of like nobody left. Nobody was got him and said, no, no snuff him. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> maybe not even snuff him. I guess it's and, and physical dick, respect. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. Oh, I'm doing it? Yeah. Right. Okay, my bad. So you just got to like punch him. Okay. You don't got to do it, but you can say it. <laughs> punch him. No one came up after him, after uh, Spicer got at up. Least press him. At, least, at least press him. Right. Um, we don't know what happened behind stage, but we see it in the production as if everything is all fun and jokes. And to me, it's not. Like to me, the main thing that I thing about when it comes to this whole crisis is just the blatant racism and xenophobia that that's like the main thing to me i don't really care about all this economic shit or what have you or north korea is just like we have a bunch of racists in the white house principally with the president right so right i don't have any respect nor care for nor want to even entertain anybody that um comes from that ilk or that or that contributed to that administration um, with maybe a small caveat for those of them that are in the military. Everybody else, no. I mean, frankly, this isn't a joke. No, it's not a fucking joke. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a I think you, yeah, you said, yeah, I was more verbose. Yeah, like, it's not. A, it's just not a joke, son. Like, no. No, you, I, I, I mean, I will give him this, and this is a joke. Because <laughs> it's funny. This nigga deserved the Emmy. C-SPAN ain't never had raids like this shit. Shit is lit. I was watching that shit. Almost every day, and and if you notice, it's not as hot as it used to be. No, C-SPAN is just—I mean, just just the White House briefings. Period. 
I mean, because what's her name? Sarah Sanders, the chick with Huckabee's daughter, the chick with the two close eyes. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's extra mild to us. (laughs) Just looking like she don't come with that high five. She's she's, disappointed middle school teacher, like (laughs) (laughs) teaching geometry. Just frumpy. (laughs) She's mad frumpy, making me upset. The thing about her is she's way more proficient at her like evil. It's just like yeah. Charlotte getting all flustered and mad, turning red. She's, yeah. like, she's just like, you know, I mean, whatever. Racists are cool. <laughs> Get with it. <laughs> See, I mean, and it's funny. That's a whole other part of political strategy. Well, we tried out a woman out there. She could say wild shit. It's okay. Um, Sean, I uh, don't want to act like you can't do anything. But people are, there's this argument that, well, you know. Is a person supposed to? He was involved in politics. He's supposed to just not exist as so. a. Yeah. <laughs> and not that I would expect you know him to have a level of I guess humility. He doesn't have to do that. But as us, we people. I don't mm-hmm. mean the media. I don't mean Hollywood. Just people that disagree with just blatant evil. Shun. You get shunned. You don't get to come out and do this, and at least not until you have your sixty minutes interview when you when you get to say, "Yeah, I fucked up." Like you, you I was <laughs> just about to say, "Yeah, at least some type of, you know, like self-effacing interview." You know, with Charlie you Rose, right? right? <laughs> Brought that out. What you say? Th- recalcit- recalcitrant? Recalcitrant? Which one is it? You said recalcitrant? Re- not chocolate. <laughs> you said chocolate. <laughs> you said some shit about chocolate. I said recalcitrant. No, you didn't say recalcitrant. But wrong. I said yeah. like was it an L? I heard the H in there. And it was no, it was not a Reed Chocolate Trip, but that's hilarious. Like <laughs> that's the next name of the pod, Reed Chocolate Trip. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, like it's funny. You, I was like, yo, I'm gonna try to break this out. I don't know <laughs> if I can handle it, and I don't know if my tongue can actually process this. Yeah, we gotta go back to the table now. <laughs> we gotta time throwing the challenge flag on that one. Flag on the play. B sad be regretful be mildly or at least appear remorseful or thoughtful about what you have done and that's what the you in court right you you get caught out there i don't know still stealing cigarettes and you gotta go in front of a judge <laughs> or you and, get killed by the police apparently or you're in court i'm just saying that, that was a very specific example i, I don't just, know I, i'm just throwing out like some petty crime something that doesn't okay. even matter yeah yeah and you go into court you're supposed to look sad. You're supposed to sit there and be like, all right, yeah. I didn't I didn't mean to do that. And you just put him up there smiling and laughing is a mess. Or, or okay, let me I, I'm can, just kind of re, can I revise my okay, statement? Yeah. Doing illegal white collar crimes. There you go. <laughs> race. There race, you race, go. Race, race. I would I don't even need these people to be sad. If you want to be back in the public eye, I need a little bit of contrition and some hard hitting or at least some very a, a serious interview where you're not going to bullshit. And most of these people are not going to do that, and I understand that. So you'll just be one of the shunned. Like you just don't have any public platform for the near future. Right, like you can you can go to Fox News. You can go like huddle in the Heritage Foundation. You can work for Bessie DeVos and her many companies. <laughs> or DeVry or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. something that's taking advantage of people. Do something like that. But don't... Act as though you belong in this space, and don't let's not bring them there. Yeah, and I think that was the main bullet that we wanted to discuss was just why is this? Why did 
Demi's or Colbert think that she was cute and why was he in a bunch of or a handful of pictures, you know, hugged up with people, all giggles and smiles and all of that type of shit. You should have got the Tommy Lahren treatment, like my man's did to her. What happened? You see, have you seen this, this photo on uh, or video on the internet? She was getting like punching the face. Psh, 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 <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Oops. Uh, no, some dude walked up there for like, hey, Tommy, I'm a fan. She's like, all right. She smiles. How's it feel to be a fucking racist? <laughs> she's just like, oh, I deserve that. And just like, oh. <laughs> she's like, turns and like, got caught. <laughs> so if anything, if you wanted to do this, and I'm sure he said he would, you know, only do it if he agreed to do something. Bring him out there, set him up, and then slime him. <laughs> do like Nickelodeon slime. Yeah, yeah just slime him. <laughs> and have someone throw a whipped cream pie in his face. <laughs> Gotcha. Pull his pants down. Let's clown him, all right? That at least makes us feel a little better, right? I would have loved that. I'd be like, this is great juvenile humor. <laughs> right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> slime. Shout out to Slime. <laughs> you know, Slime tastes good. It's sugar, right? It's just yeah, like sugar. I had it before. Right? Yeah, I went to Nickelodeon Studios as a youth. Story time. Boop, 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 yeah, boop, boop. I didn't get Slime, but I got to taste it. You just stuck your hand in the bucket? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a cup. It was like lean. It was like pre lean. <laughs> Pass me that Slime slide. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she was bad specific. Go home, Sean Spicer. The the, the PlayStation agrees, right? Chime. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but it, the, I think this is all part of the same conversation. That the, actually, the populist movement um, was is, is particularly right about about how these elites or people that get to the elite level, right, um, commingle amongst themselves. And to them, this shit doesn't fucking matter. It's just all chess pieces on a board. They all are just, or it appears, to all just tone deaf to what the rest of the country is dealing with. And if they are, do feel it. In those type of moments, it doesn't look like it, right? It just looks like, y'all invite this motherfucker up here. There's this, uh, it's very like a general's war game. You know when generals meet and they go to that room and they, they talk about, oh, we're going to do like, we're going to go here and, you know, I know that you have a lot of men, but... We're going to have to strike you and defeat you. And then they sit there and drink tea and they talk about it. But there's like two armies down there. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to cut each other's heads off and die and bleed and all these things. So there's people that have their skin in the game. And the, you know, ivory tower diplomatic ringmaster portion of the game is, is not looked upon fondly by the, you know, the masses. Yeah. And if you want to endear yourself to the people, you know, old military rules, you got to you got to ride out there with your, your people. Agreed. Valid. And it would. I think that's even more poignant nowadays because of the two relative factions that exist in a large sense. Right. Particularly those that are from the White House or Trump supporters or what have you. And relatively speaking, everyone else. So. Like there's no, there should be no hugs and daps and middle ground. Like there was no deal being made. I was even it was just right. politics, but um, like what? So y'all are cool. This is what you're saying. Y'all are cool. Like he's an okay exactly. guy. Um, and that's the. It just makes me feel bad. I don't know. I mean, 
Lost my train of thought. So I mean, it, feel bad. and it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's part of a greater issue with media and mm-hmm. I guess culture right now. And it's scary to think this because I don't want to move into a place where, you know, both sides can't talk or both sides can't figure out solutions. But from our side, mm-hmm. and their side already does this in other ways, but the middle ground is, is, is increasingly smaller. It's like getting Final Destination over here. There's not mm-hmm. much place for us to run and be on because they are so far away from anything that is what we would deem decent or whatever. We Reasonable. Can't make, we can't make some kind of false equivalency and just have Sean Spicer hanging out. It's like, oh, yeah, it was that Sean. Right, yeah. It's, it's, it's at the point where if Sean Spicer is with you, you're associated with him. Agreed. Right. Right. Thank. Thank you for bringing back my train of thought. Right. Is it? It's. It's not. Is 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 it false equivalence? False equivalency. The right term. As if. As if we are on equivalent sides of opposite well, 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 Yeah. This idea that there is a way that they do it and a way that we do it, and we're just trying to figure out what's the best way to solve a problem or issue, when in reality. There is a right way and a wrong way, or a way that, or a way that we understand that it's something we want to do and something that we've seen is not the way to do it. And to be arguing for something that is incorrect does not have the same weight as something that is correct. And I'm not saying that all the left is correct and the right is incorrect all the time, but right, right, and wrong are not equal. Right, and this because this is because in the polite middle ground or at least in this Emmy crowd um, the the conversation isn't clear or at least it doesn't appear to be clear so where do these people stand and obviously if, if first off Sean Spicer trashed and criticized Trump all throughout the, the, the campaign he parlayed used his connections because he's a Washington type and got made press secretary. But you still did it, so you have the stain on you, right? So that's really what you stand for. That's really where, where he was coming from. You know, from avowed white nationalists and, and racists and isolationists and, and whatnot. So that's not even that's never really put on the table as as, as the beginning preface of the conversation about okay, who we're meeting. If they have a panel discussion, I like um, what they're what they're doing at at uh, UC Berkeley, where there was a little controversy around, right? Um, and trying to respect everyone's you know um, uh, freedom of speech, right? So you invite Steve Bannon, uh, Laura Ingraham, and who like Ann, Ann Coulter, Molly Yiannopoulos, like these types. Well, you have to preface it then, like like have very reasonable people preface this and say. The, the realism is okay. These are a bunch of racists. Is is this part of the moral terms? Like like like, like let's just get the terms right. set beforehand. Like when we're you going guys are in. racist, correct? And just confirming, right, yeah, just like yeah, like let's let's go into that. All right, and you ever your right to say racist shit? Okay, all right, that's what you want. And you move on from there. But if we not even if if the terms are not even laid on the ground like that, then you then then it's a subterfuge and make you feel like. Or everything is equal. Or every right. argument is equal. Let, and me, it's let not. me try this really quick. Let's not obfuscate. Obfuscate what they want. They have to, because 
unveiled. It's unpalatable. Unveiled. <laughs> it is not palatable. So, it is on our side to sit there and say, this is what this is. Let's not sugarcoat it. Let's not act like it's something that's okay. It's like they're racist. They're, you know, always classist. They're always taking advantage of people in some form or fashion or another. So mm. don't be like, oh, well, you know, that's their son. And we're going to both have a screen split in the middle. Honestly, it should be a dynamic in media. And I don't know who won the Emmys for news categories and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, right. none of them should win. Right. But if someone wants an Emmy and they can take this idea, they can outsource it. I want my, you know, residuals, though. For sure. The screen should be a dynamic screen based upon who is the most valid. So it should just move and shrink like, oh, Ann Coulter's on the show today. She's in the left corner in the corner. And over. <laughs> so she's shrinking. <laughs> she, she's oh, like, as soon as she starts talking, she moves further to the corner and then she can move back out to the center. Or at least. OK, right. And as a part of that, you just establish the terms. It's like, OK, well, we're just going to summarize all that you're saying. This is some racist, xenophobic shit. And we'll call it for what it is. But I think really, realistically, to sum this up before we go on too long about this piece is I think in all realistic terms, the reason why everyone plays so nice and centrists play nice on TV or at the Emmys and whatnot is because that viewpoint is cultivated by and, and maintained by just a bunch of white people in that in that. It's still a lot of hey, we all base. white, yo. We all white, so <laughs> no one's life is really threatened. No one is, you know, identity is going to be marginalized. So, so you don't want to get people upset, and and you know, people want to get elected or feel or be liked. I think as as we may talk about in a different context later. So, <laughs> you know, you don't want to call somebody a racist, and they got a bunch of fans because can, then can the I fans put a, be can alienated. I put a bow on it for something that happened in the Emmys? Okay, what's up? now Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda, known fucking black dudes since back in the seventies. <laughs> She's fired. Google Jane Fonda. So they had their show, Grace and Frankie. Great show on Netflix, actually. Gotta pee. Gotta, gotta check it out. Um, they made you know a Trump comment up in the podium, and Dolly Parton is standing between them. So Dolly's in this place where they're like, oh, well, you know, she can't say that she's there smiling with that awkward smile because her base, regardless of what she feels or not, is the Trump people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this weird place where this it happens especially in this media place where mm-hmm. someone actually did say something and now if she was to be join resistance but she can't yeah want to be like i think we're at a interesting uh flashpoint in the overall culture of, of the country where it's like we're faced with this blatant uh nonsense and racism and if people don't really you know, spine up and lead and call shit out for what it is. I don't think we can go much further without it just becoming more and more dysfunctional. Because the horde is real. <laughs> the horde is always real. The internet bubbling, frothing, stinky, alt-right, Pepe, troll people exist out there. And, yeah. they, and they will mask their designs for, you know, libertarianism and freedom and it cloaks the racism and all the terrible stuff that would be enacted in policy. And it's floating all over the internet. And they're voting. Yeah, no, they're real people. Uh 
and trolling is real. But that, I guess that alt-right version of it is it, it's become ideological, right? Um, but in a sense, I, I think that's become like one of the biggest components of just the internet or at least social media forums. I know you peruse Reddit a lot or what have you. Yeah. Um, but it's become like an art of, of trolling and I've read a couple pieces like about Gamergate. I don't know if you remember that, but it's like I've heard of a it. bunch of just if you if you look at things on a sense, first off, it becomes semantically nonsensical when you try to make out what the overall case is being made. Like, let's say for this outright thing, but it's a series of just uh, intertwined arguments, um, usually for ultra right wing conservative means, at least when it comes to like this version of like all right trolling. And on its face, if you get one person part of it, like they're not really going to be able to stand on it. Right. But you get just this mass of trolls that uh, feed off of each other and gang up on people or gang up on companies, try to boycott things or uh, harass uh, Leslie Jones last year. Right. Or what have you. Uh, and it becomes something more realistic than what you ever thought it was. Yeah. Because it actually has like tangible effects, um, but that is basically like I think a lot of those dudes are just like fucking with people and are nihilist. It's just a weird, just like nothing. Well, who cares, bro? Like I'm just gonna go in here and say what I want, and then just you're upset. <laughs> behind, yeah, behind the 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 anonymity of the internet. So I've actually read a couple of like little write ups that were interesting about how a lot of people are having like kind of like a, a conscious moment. After the uh, Charlotte the situation, Charlottesville situation. Oh, yeah. Right. So like that guy got caught. He was the poster boy for it. Yeah. Like people getting caught. Obviously, this young woman being killed. It becoming this massive pariah from the president and media. And a lot of those dudes were just these weird kind of socially awkward, socially outcast or at least self-selecting group of people that harbored all these ideas and had them uh, manifested on the internet and they saw it in person and a lot of them they didn't even think like they were kind of shocked by what happened right because then they were joined by a literal you know Ku Klux Klan yeah fucking like that guy who white supremacists and shit and he was running and he was like oh I just thought it was funny bro he took off his <laughs> right 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 and so maybe we'll see I mean trolling is gonna last forever as long as the internet is around but Maybe we'll see that movement as a whole kind of slow down because I don't think most of those people, most trolls are really that committed to no. what these ideals are. It's really just to fuck with people. They're led by, you know, troll leads who like are these people and they go, ah, and they just sort of bounce around the internet. But like the people that are like, oh, let's, let's all, let's meet. Be right. <laughs> like, okay, I'll meet. And then you meet there. Y'all got tor- tiki torches and shit. This mad tents. AKs on on the bed. Uh, and people <laughs> people fighting each other and shit. People getting shooting and making new chants. Like, yeah. You're like, yo, I thought I, we just want to share I memes. Yeah, and giggling. I thought, yeah, I thought we were gonna share Pepe memes and just be fucking with people. And I mean, that's uh, but that, that's funny. We talk about being nihilist. It's not even real nihilism. It's just this. It's juvenile, like perception of like what everything's supposed to be like oh you know it's just like this is funny <laughs> everything's funny or nothing and just it's very uh a, a, a myopic view about what things are supposed to be like it's just life is jokes and it's not and it usually comes from from generally very young people people that right grew up on the internet 
that don't really have the breadth of experiences um, to really make up what they're really even talking about. Just because you read a Wikipedia page about not you know, the, the National Socialist Party in Germany doesn't really mean like, you know what it's all about. Because when your ass is on the ground, you got people really doing the the the, the chants and the holding the hand. And they got to stand in front of an angry crowd full of Antifa people or just normal protesters. Like that shit gets tense, bro. I wouldn't be out there. It does, man. I mean, you wouldn't be out there. You <laughs> no, I'm just you wouldn't be like, allowed to be out there. <laughs> just black troll troll for the meme. Like, yo, I thought uh, thought it was just a troll space. Thought it was safe. <laughs> right, safe space for trolls. That's the that's the internet. I mean, okay. So the trolls may feel the internet safe space, but are trolls' actions making the internet safe for the rest of us? No, it's definitely not. Because uh, you, it. It's it's a, it's a definite disruption. If you have enough of a platform, or you somehow draw the attention or ire of trolldom, whether it's the beehive or there's troll victims. All right, people, they're they're troll victims. They will get you out the paint quick in but, certain in certain instances. But you can fight back. You can always fight back. You can stand up for yourself. You can. You can. <laughs> <laughs> you just lost like, like I don't have anything else clever. Sometimes you have to fight back. Sometimes you have to wield. You have to dual wield. You have to troll the troll, <laughs> troll the trolls. You got to take out both accounts on them. Ooh, an account of an account. Start bussing. Pow, 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 pow. My decisions are okay. Pow, 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 pow. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Russ isn't that good. Pow, 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 pow. I'm still a champion. Pow, 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 pow. I'm soft inside. Pow, pow, pow. Suicide. Boom. Wow, let's hope it doesn't get that far. I hope it doesn't get that far, but it got that far on the internet. Oh, yeah, for sure. KD. KD. Tevin. Oh, was this Tevin Duran or Kevin Duran? <laughs> Te- Tevin Duran. Yeah, we were kind of <laughs> not sure about this, this shit that's happening. Uh, professional basketball player for the Golden State Warriors, uh, former member of Oklahoma City Thunder, USA basketball star, former member of the Texas Longhorns, and certified, confirmed, triple-reviewed bitch nigga. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm trolling. Fine, find me. Find this, this is lightweight trolling, though. This is not. It's, it's not. Know, this is not the the, the the dirtiest of. It's not, and and I have my 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 uh you know Mia culpa my my olive branch at the end of this. Right, like Duran is getting third grade trolled. Right, he's not getting like eviscerated. Yeah, in most places about his race or something. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like it's not. Not that best. Like, oh, you whack for leaving the team. Like, okay, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's destroying his world. Okay, right, right. So, give, give. Let's give context. Context. Though. Okay. So, as you know, me and DJ have been critical and confounded by Kevin Durant and the subsequent fallout of in of the NBA basketball because of his decision to move from Oklahoma City Thunder to the Golden State Warriors. Him breaking the NBA. NBA is just got three wheels right now. Yeah, I'm just disappointed more than anything. So from there, he's received a lot of backlash, not only from us on this podcast, but from those same members on the internet. And I wouldn't say that they're mostly trolls. A lot of them are just former fans and people that are generally upset. Yeah, yeah, they're not. Yeah, I think it's definitely not many. No, I'm I'm sure even 60% are probably trolls, but the other 40% are just like people that want to fuck with them or or disappointed like us that. A little bit more uh, loquacious. Got more time on Twitter, right? Yeah, loquacious online. Like I don't tweet and shit, but you know, I, but these people do. They be like, "Oh, well, you whack for leaving." Blah blah blah. Sure. 
So, I mean, apparently, over the course of you know this past year and a half, or maybe post the championship title, like maybe before, probably before, but <laughs> we don't know. It just got to be too much. He just couldn't deal with all of this criticism. Mm-hmm. And he decided that, you know what? I'm going to fight back. I'm going to fight fire with tweets. Valid. And Kevin Durant decided to, I guess, create an alternate Twitter account. Maybe more. Maybe more. And respond to these people. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I got this mixed up because there's two different things that are going on here. Okay. One of which on Twitter involves accounts defending KD on Twitter. Okay. But they are alternate accounts created by himself to defend himself. (laughs) (laughs) So. This is like Inception or something. Yes. (laughs) Some great and ardent internet sleuth found that KD or someone who works for him still wax sauce decided <laughs> that he accidentally forgot to log out of KD's account and was responding to another person on Twitter who was criticizing Durant in the third person right on Kevin Durant's account yes. saying well you know he still said he wanted to leave and whatever bro his team was whack he didn't want to play for Billy Donovan right Valid criticism, sure, but yeah. he did it from a third-person account defending was, himself. Yes, hot mess. So, well, hold on, Play, well, just boss. pause real quick. The internet gave us trolls, which greatly, unfortunately, outweigh the the, the gift. Side, That's the dark side. But the gift is also internet detectives. The light. Internet detectives, man. Now you know I'm very anti-KD, anti. KD decision. I'm sure he's a great guy. Insecure, but whatever. Aren't we all? Not as much as him. (laughs) No, not at all. Um, But some sleuth, someone with so much time and bitterness on their hands. A lot of time. (laughs) A lot of fucking time. Took that and did a little research and eventually uncovered a KD secret Instagram account. Mm Mm-hmm. Through methods involving geo tracking, <laughs> <laughs> the account is called Choir Sultan. The streets in PG County, Maryland, where Kevin Durant reportedly grew up, Choir and Sultan. <laughs> Kevin Durant's brother, uh, whose name I, is it might be Tevin Lowkey, like Tevin I thought Durant. it was like a T name, oh. has a photo with Kevin Durant tagged with Choir Sultan, oh, shit. and not his official name. So and that account is followed by a, his, new, a lot of his a lot of NBA players, NBA players, various people, and that account, Choir Sultan, is on Instagram, just flaming, flaming, <laughs> like, like going hard at people in the comments. <laughs> this shit is mind-boggling. Very petty, very angry. Like, oh, you whack, but like, apparently, a lot of people have a lot of time. So. Right, <laughs> even NBA players like yeah. just. Like, well, I've heard that as well, though. Like just, you know, NBA players just have a ton of time. Yeah, just when they land in the city. Yeah, before and after games. But like you, but you have a ton of time to do like rich people stuff. Like right. I was rich. Like I wasn't like. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be fucking riding jet skis. Just like eating mad lobster. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
Low carbs. <laughs> I think they need carbs to get like mops and linguine or some shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> just, just do whatever I want to do at, at all. Right. But apparently, Katie was spending this time just assaulting mildly critical trolls. That's another thing. A lot of these things they're responding to are mildly critical. That's what I said, like second grade trolls, like they're not really, they're not, you know, the vitriol is not there for half of these trolls. A lot of them are saying shit like, KD, you suck. <laughs> so I think he responds like, nah, nigga, you suck. You would never get PT in the league. Yeah, like, <laughs> don't ever talk about KD in you your life. You're a regular person. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And uh, so, okay. Choir Sultan, which has now been changed, 14 posts, 317 followers. Uh, location, you know, whatever little tagline, mm. no live ball turnovers, <laughs> which is just like, oh isn't that how you ended up moving to OKC? Turn the ball over? But uh, here nor there. Um, <laughs> at Goham Young Bull. Goham Young Bull. Thank you. I think that's how you, you would say it in. You, you got me. I, I, you know, I, without the spaces, I'm, I'm lost. It's the, it's the internet, man. You just. It doesn't matter. Choir Sultan to go ham, young bull. You weak, though. You don't play. You set the bench, nigga. Nobody knows you. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you. Yeah. Nobody nobody knows you. Me and you know both that. Me and you. Me and you know both that when you go to sleep at night, you know that you don't get no clock. L-M-A-O. Choir Sultan. And your dick riding ass got KD on your page. <laughs> okay, let's analyze that. So KD, the secret account, was like, look at you. Got KD on your page. Like he went to his page and saw the avatar. <laughs> it's like, you got me on your page. You bum ass was begging for a picture and then start talking shit on Instagram. Gorillas don't do that. Bitches do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, the funny thing about this, this is a classic like, okay, troll culture. It's funny how it interacts with different things. So text is big with trolls. They love like things that are referential that they can copy paste about other random things. So this is just like prime copy paste like <laughs> shit to just move to other things. Choir Sultan at Goham Young Bull. You little ass ain't playing varsity. You better start rapping. <laughs> <laughs> he was going hard. Damn. Too hard. Too hard. So it's now been changed and deactivated and he sensed Apologized, man. Some weak ass apology, but it's it's, it's already it was out like, the bag. Apparently, he was at some kind of event and got asked about it. And there's also a USA Today article about it. Yeah, he was at like TechCrunch because he lives in the Bay anyway. Yeah, so he has to go to these things and act like he knows what he's talking about. Basically, <laughs> so, okay, so he'd rather just be arguing with people so, on, tw- on Twitter. So Mark Zuckerberg and go up there and slap him like nobody knows you. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should get out of the fucking tech shit and go start rapping. <laughs> I mean, we knew, we knew, we know KD likes to talk shit on the court, but I didn't know it was like this. He has to make secret accounts. Okay, what does this all mean? Because I mean, anybody could recap this. But like, what does it say about KD oh, and the culture? God. It says a lot. His about, fragility. It says a lot about him. Number one. Number one that trolls do. This just emboldens. I was just, I was just about to it say in, that. This, this is, is some, what they this want. Is some Trump shit. Like like. All these people, all the trolls are going to come out now because you just basically admitted that, yeah, it got to me. Yeah, everyone was right, which actually makes me feel great. Inside. <laughs> like, yeah, like, he's due to soft. He's mentally weak. Even, like, professional trolls, like Stephen A. Smith, mm-hmm. like, comment on this. was like, yeah, you know, we've heard that uh, 
KD has made some soft decisions in the past. And <laughs> we don't know. This is the first time when he left it. This is the first time he's made a soft decision. And, you know, his mother even was saying, you know, that KD sometimes, you know, lets people, you know, direct him in different places. And, you know, he changes his mind a lot. And he's unsure about that. And it's just like, Stephen A. right now. A professional, literally the professional sports troll. And then Skip. Are, va- Skip is the arch troll, though. But he's still got the title. Skip the God. Are validated now. And it's just, it's frustrating. And it's just like, wow. This is the first time where I guess no one respects the NBA champion. Finals MVP player. And it's just like, all of this just feeds into what happened last July. Yeah, man. I, 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 he, maybe, he feels a bit of emptiness inside. Maybe, well, it's obviously getting at him sub- subconsciously. Or maybe he's just been a, been a person that's just always been insecure about him and his lot in life. I don't know what, what I don't know after having a season like this and winning in the fashion that they did. I don't know what else could make him feel content. But I guess he still feels the need to spar with people on Twitter. Katie taking a year off, going spirit journey in India and shit. <laughs> <laughs> turn to now nah, you go to Jamaica, turn to Katie line like Snoop <laughs> line. Katie line. Like, yo, do you think other NBA players or celebrities have do this. Okay, so this this is an argument that I've heard, and, and it's like you're allowed to have a secret Instagram because you're famous. I get it. Okay, especially for these dudes that you know. I get why you have secret Instagram. Everyone gets that. You're creeping on Instagram models. Great, Jr. You should have been did that. At your own, <laughs> are getting caught. A lot of people probably like, damn, that was a good idea. Yeah, too many dudes out here getting caught. But I don't think anybody who has a secret account, even someone who has like their own account normal people is going to spend their time to make an additional account to just Go, chase think about what you have to do comments. in the taps you have to do that you make another account which takes a bit of time and effort then you have to either frequently go to your to your actual page or follow yourself then you have to post on your official account you go back to the other account you have to send a text to everybody to tell them yo like this is like this is me. That's me. When someone's like, "Yo, this is Quiet Sultan," they touch you. Steph is like, "Yo, it's Quiet Sultan. That's you." Like, yeah, yeah, that's 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 me. Okay. And he has to then he po- has to post someone on his official account. Then he has to go back to the other one, and then read the comments on his official account on the feed. Then then engage in trolling trollers. It's just so many levels to like how lame that is. That. You know, a lot of things that I thought were whack uh, or just like not my field are being normalized through the internet. So, who am I to say? Or, no, no, I, I no, know, no, no. Do it again. Do it again. No, I know, and I call myself. No, I, I, I have a right to express my own opinions and think the shit is whack. But I will say the internet is moving a lot of these fucking norms, son. Or this is not even a norm. It's this not is, normalized. Yeah, this and it will not be. It's not even no. It's not even something that had been visited before. This is. Like, why are you, you're, you're Kevin Durant, you're, I mean, there's no need to go through his resume. There's no reason for him to be arguing with trolls and and, and you're not going to win that. So maybe he gets something out of it. I mean, this obviously just shows the, the, the fragility of this 28-year-old, but. Sigh. It's, it's frustrating. I will say this. I am all about growth. Mm-hmm. I'm all about change. Look at somebody like Dwayne Wade. All right, living his best life. This is a man who, upwards of, I want to say two or three years ago, 
took maybe one of the worst L's I've ever seen. How's that? Which one? This man impregnated a stripper, a stripper? while right. married, like while married to Hollywood. Well, not married, but you know, a strong dating a Hollywood actress. Mm-hmm. Impregnates a stripper, still with his 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 actor's wife, still getting you know these dad books where he gets to act like you know he's a great dad, and just doing wild fun stuff on the internet, <laughs> going to fashion week. Wearing small shorts and ridiculous outfits. Ankles out. <laughs> ankles just out. Just ankles out every day. I mean, I'm a proponent of that, but his his is like purposefully look at me out. And and it's just yeah. like, you know, whatever. He don't care. Mm-hmm. And KD, at some point, I would hope, would come to the realization to not care. And what I mean not care is to look at himself and go, you know what? I low-key did some bitch-ass shit. <laughs> But yeah, I did it. Like if he made those shoes that came out a few weeks ago or whatever that I was talking about, right. and just was like, it was mad easy. <laughs> it was something like that. Was just like, I don't really care about this. It was just fun, and y'all could be salty. But it was just this weird, fake, not really resolving, wishy wishy washy, right? Wishy washy. So just come to terms and free yourself. It, I mean, no one said like it's not wrong to be soft. Just be, just be like, yo, it was man. Oh, the sneaker should have been like, that was wild soft what I did, but I got, I got a ring. I got a ring. I got a ring now. Yeah, I read a piece not too long ago about, I think it was from like this, either an interview or an, like an anthropologist or some learned person uh, was writing about, you know, one of the various effects social media and internet is having on people. Right. And for one, just from our own nature that was cultivated over the couple thousands of years humans that have existed and have been predominant, that this massive ramp up with the advent of the internet is causing this, like humans are not, as in we are really not designed to live and interact and be subject to commentary and criticism of thousands of people that you don't know. Right. So we all really are designed to live in a community of, a couple dozen people that you interact with on a daily basis and you're subject to them and really nobody else. You may think you live in a bigger place or bigger country but when countries don't. are created. You do, but you know, you, you may vote right for every four years, but you're not voting every fucking day. You're not speaking to some we're in, we're in New York city. We're not speaking to people in Hawaii every day. Right. Like you don't really know people in Hawaii like that with the internet, like everything, everybody knows everybody. So it's just this weight that's put on, especially public type of figures or people that are subject to this type of insecurity where you overthink stuff or you feel like you got to justify these things. So um, it, it, it's an accent on um, especially those of us that have a bit more insecurity or, or try to project a bit more bravado or understanding or want to uh, impress as many people as possible or what have you. Um so you get situations like this when you are a superstar, but you still feel the need to argue with Twitter trolls. The, I mean, the most important word you said in all that to me was justification. Like once you feel the need to justify things, then you yourself are not solid with it. There is, is a, a hollowness. And I think that that stems from all of this, because no matter what the outside world is doing with this you know, internet trolling and the constant criticism. Mad NBA players are facing, mad public figures are facing that 
to the same extent. Even someone like LeBron and everything. Mm-hmm. But everything that happened with LeBron. Okay. Even if he's done weird, shitty things or made weird comments or things like that. Very passive aggressive. Yeah, you know. That's like my main criticism. Yeah, LeBron. like he just like does the passive, passive, passive aggressive things or whatever. Yeah. It's born out of a place that is like, well, I know how I feel and I'm right. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, That's about it. yeah. it's like that as opposed to this feeling of justification. And regardless of who you are, even if you're a figure or not, and someone's on the internet trolling you, the best way is the troll back and not in KD's way, but in this sort of, all right, well, whatever. Like, you, you just <laughs> blow it off. I think and, it's, it must be hard. It must be hard. It's not. I remember. Okay, maybe just like one of the last little anecdotes. You know, when we when we when we put together this show, um, well, this episode today, I definitely wanted to talk about the trolling part and then the lending to KD and everything, um, because I, like I think it really is an undercurrent of you know common at least American society that we have now, where where we all have these two parts of our lives. A piece of it is on the internet, and then you have what's in person. Um, and each of those are important to your psyche in one way or another. And um, I came up on the internet, just like a lot of people, obviously not as much of these Twitter trolls and shit, but I used to, I think I probably told you, I used to be part of, well, I'm still part of a, like a forum about sneakers, Nike talk, right? So I wouldn't comment or say too much because that's just part of my personality, whatever. And we just read stuff or comment every now and then, right, right, right. Because they talk about more than just sneakers on there. It's like music, blah, right. blah, blah. It's, it's, a, it's a forum. It's a forum just like Reddit or whatever. And I remember I said something. I can still remember when this shit happened. I just remember how I felt. I remember I said something, maybe in a music forum or something like that. And somebody like fucking, it was a mild troll, but like criticized what I said. And I just <laughs> right. saw this shit and I was like, this nigga really just tried to come at me on the fucking internet. We jump in here. And I, and I felt, <laughs> yeah, and I felt like, you know, doing the... The, not the Twisted Fate. Damn, I was trying to think of the Hardy Boys movie. I'm just saying the Swan Town Bomb. Bomb. Yeah, I was thinking about just trying to Swan Town Bomb in a combo with to, just to defend my, my my lot. But I don't know. Some some part of me just kind of held back. It's like this shit ain't really worth it. But for a hot minute, I feel like I wanted to really dive in. This shit didn't really part defend. Part of it. it is just the understanding of you know the separation for yourself in here because you can. I think there's a part that happens to me on Twitter, on wherever I'm at, Reddit, YouTube, when it's like, this is wild, stupid. Let me tell you. And I'm like, right. you start typing, you get to a point where you're like, nah. No, it doesn't matter, son. <laughs> no. And I think, you know, if you're KD or whoever, you got to learn to separate the trolls. If you're KD, if you're a potential alt-right troller, if you're on the edge, <laughs> we don't want all your friends to be dead. Yeah, my only sympathy, Come back. My only sympathy is because they get it so much. Public figures get so much of that negative fuel all the time. I'm sure it's mildly difficult, but they got to be better. They have to just not. And number one, you got to be better. And number two, like, you don't have to be on Twitter. Like. That, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But now it's a social norm to, you know, be on these platforms. Let your assistant be on Twitter. And then when they mess up, be like, all right, whatever. You just, just keep, keep it. That's valid. I guess it's easier said than done. If not, fucking Durant would not be or arguing with Twitter trolls. And it's also, is it though? Because no one else has ever had this happen in history. <laughs> well, to, our, to, to our knowledge, to our knowledge, right? Well, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Durant is. We know never, him and his. Happened. We know him and his fragility. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's really like he's the first, the one, first one, in one, this. one out of what. <laughs> that shit. Was, I forgot. Do, do you have the tweet? 
Oh, maybe the, we can start wrapping up. Oh, on well, it. Yeah, just well, the actual tweet. It's well, like well, Kevin Durant. Like he literally well, is speaking. No, in no, the, no, no. We're we're gonna wrap up, but I'm gonna get this. Son tweet. took really legit. Like took his time. He crafted to, it to to, <laughs> to write his own name in different. Like wrote the whole Kevin Durant too. It's just it's just peculiar. It's 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 more than like peculiar. It's it's just actually just it's I guess endemic of internet culture, but I don't think deserves any more of our uh, acknowledgement besides this. Cole Cashwell at KD Trey Five. Man, I respect the hell out of you, but you gotta give me one legitimate reason that you left OKC. All right, number one, <laughs> like. Like that was not even uh, a troll. For other, 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 other than getting a championship, pardon me, not a troll comment. Kevin Durant <laughs> and the second person. He <laughs> he didn't like the organization or the playing for Billy Donovan. His roster wasn't that good. It was just him and Russ. Kevin Durant. Come to terms, sir. Come to terms. It's been another great pod. I don't talk about this no more. Good. Uh, can we get some super hot takes real quick? What'd you got? <laughs> Are teenagers lame? Statistics say yes. <laughs> teenagers apparently are falling off. FYI, they just, you know, not drinking, smoking. Stay inside. Getting pregnant, staying inside. So Not living on the edge, you know. Just listening li- to Lil Yachty and shit. Just li- you know, listening to Lil Yachty in the crib. I don't know, coloring their dreads and, you know, playing 2K. I don't know. Playing 2K for sure. Oh, there you go. Another one. Ooh, 2K. 2K just came out. Uh, you win or you out? Uh, if you play 2K and you play my player, you must be under 17 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played 2K since like 2K9. So. Rules, rules and regulations. I, I got it simply because I'm old. And I was like, oh, they got the 98 Knicks in there. <laughs> oh, word? Yeah. Oh, it's Spree, like, we got Spreewell in there. Allen Alan Houston. Yo, I, I I gave him sixty dollars just for spree in Houston. Like, who else was on that squad? Chris Charles, Charlie Ward, Charlie Ward, Chris two Child. sport legend, Anthony Anthony Mason. Nah, he was already traded by then. Mm. The God, Chris Dudley, <laughs> <laughs> the worst NBA player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, UN uh, conference. Oh, the UN conference, uh, General Assembly. I only know is I work by there, and it got crazy downstairs. Got crazy. It's wild. People are protesting Iran. Trump is there, throwing wild threats at North Korea, <laughs> <laughs> just being just disrespectful, and you know. But all the days work, right? Right. <laughs> New York centric news. I got something for you. Boom! Enough fentanyl to kill thirty-two million people. Sees the New York bust. Positive? Negative? <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> Oh man! I ain't had that many takes. What else did you have? <laughs> I was just trying to throw. Oh, got a take for you. Mm, international news: Equifax stole also a hundred thousand Canadians' data. Oh shit! Take that, Canada. <laughs> oh, also uh, Equifax-related news. I, like this is this has to just be worse. So apparently, remember that this, remember that they said it, it was reported the breach happened like five months ago. Right. Apparently. What now Equifax is purported to say is that breach was a different security flaw. Oh, so it was, it was, it was another one? Yeah. Like, how about y'all should have just kept this shit to yourselves? They're like, no, it was a different issue. Oh, we're trying to stay above board now. <laughs> yeah. We're doing wild, just criminal behavior, but uh oh, got caught. All right. Niggas going to jail. 
Well, enough super hot takes for this week. Uh, enough talk for this week. We've, we've talked a bit, and I think we've helped elucidate some things for people about the internet, about the world, about the media, about the culture. Please just be righteous out there. Just if you see it, if you see something, say something. Say something. I like it. Yeah. Well, it's been another week. Catch us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Podcast, App. You gonna say something? Yeah, you shared. We got it. We have like two more platforms to to reach out to, right? Oh. It was Spotify, and you sent me something the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. I Speak a, is a quote. I can't remember. Uh, spoke. Spoke. Yeah, yeah. Coming we, soon. We, we, coming soon. We're trying to we'll pull it together. So uh, keep listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with the more podcast fire. So for DJ, I'm Brandon. 